This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to reflect on a result that leaves double-chasing Liverpool with one foot in the Champions League semi-finals. Whereas their Premier League title rivals Manchester City have it all to do in their quarter-final second leg, Liverpool are well-placed to set up a last-four showdown with either Barcelona or Manchester United after beating Porto 2-0 at Anfield on Tuesday night. James Pearce was there to report on the action for the Echo and our Liverpool FC correspondent kicks off this podcast with his verdict on what he witnessed. Then we'll hear every word of what Reds boss Jurgen Klopp had to say in his post-match press conference before we get the view from the stands with messages left on our Blood Red podcast Facebook page and the thoughts of four supporters who called into this show. Thanks for joining me. The Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, Liverpool have got one foot in the semi-finals of the Champions League after a uh, an ultimately routine 2-0 victory over Porto here at Anfield tonight. Jurgen Klopp's side got off to an absolute flyer, two up in the side, 26 minutes. It looked like at that point they might uh, you know, do another demolition job on Porto, similar to the one in the last 16 stage uh, a year ago. It didn't quite pan out like that. Standard slipped a little bit. They uh, didn't maintain that real grip on proceedings, and Porto came back into it. But Liverpool did dig deep and and see it out. And it is a position of massive strength in the tie. I think still some work to be done at Estadio de Drago next Wednesday night. But Liverpool will really, really fancy their chances of getting the job done and setting up what promises to be an absolutely mouthwatering semi-final against either Barcelona or Manchester United. It was a night when two Liverpool midfielders absolutely sparkled. Um, great for Naby Keita on the back of that first Liverpool goal at Southampton on Friday night. His first one at Anfield, that was the, the dream start for the Reds with uh, you know Keita getting a bit of good fortune courtesy of a deflection after after latching onto a, a Firmino pass. That one opened the scoring and you could see what confidence Keita took from that. He really kicked on. Um, I thought he was a creative force. He, he won battles in midfield, and and Jordan Henderson, you know, what a performance from him! Uh, so influential. Um, you know, he spoke after the Southampton game about having a meeting with Klopp to to talk about the possibility of playing a bit further forward and utilising his talents in the, so he could affect the game more in the final third. And he and he certainly did that when he came off the bench at Southampton, and he did that again tonight. He played a big part in the second goal. Perfectly weighted pass. For Trent Alexander-Arnold, who, who gave uh, Roberto Firmino a tap-in. And, uh, you know, I think you've got to give Porto some credit as well for the fact they made a game of it second half. They did create some some decent opportunities. And, you know, Morega sh- really should have uh, uh, made sure that they went home with a, a what would have been a precious away goal. But, um, you know, there was some, some wayward finishing from him and also one absolutely top-class save from Alisson Becker. I think, you know, Liverpool reached the Champions League final last season without a top class keeper now they've got an absolutely world class one and that gives them you know uh, an even better chance of of going all the way in this competition so um you know not a not not a european night i'd say that will that will kind of join the uh, the great ones in the history books we've seen you know a lot more excitement and a lot more sparkling football from liverpool under klopp in europe but uh, it was a very professional job done uh, a 2-0 lead to take to Portugal next week and uh, Liverpool are looking good to march on on this uh, road to Madrid The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo
Well done tonight. Um, how did you assess the game first of all and how strong a position are you going into the second leg? It was a good game. It was a good game. It was a controlled game in very in a lot of moments. Um, we deserved the win 100%. We had um, we scored two wonderful goals. We were in a lot of situations really dangerous, I would say, right on the right um, side especially with Mo and Hendo and, and, and Trent coming there with the crosses, with the passes. Um, so overall, really good performance. A couple of, I didn't. They had a bit too many set pieces because they are really good in that, and then you want, don't want to give them away. But um, that's how it is. They go for it as well, and then. Uh, but we defended them well. Problem was a little bit second half. We, we gave a counter, one or two counter attacks away, and um, then we had to control it again a bit more. Lost a bit direction. Didn't play um, that. Um, clear anymore if you want. We were still around in the box and all that stuff that was good but then for the for defending the counter-attacks we had to work really hard and that costs you then a little bit and you lose a bit of rhythm and that what was happened what happened. Um, I would have loved it if, if Sadio's goal would have counted because it was a brilliant situation. It was a brilliant situation and um, so all good 2-0 game is still on. Yeah, we have to go there, we have to fight. Porto will will everything, will try everything to strike back and um, that will be really a tough game again, but that's how it should be in the quarterfinals, so we will be ready. Jordan Henderson back in the side tonight, obviously had a major hand in that second goal as well. Is that something you've asked more from him to give you more in an attacking sense? It would be cool if we could. I could ask a player for please um, play these kind of passes and um, and we score immediately with that. Hen is a brilliant player, and I'm really happy that he can show that. That he can show that um, again. Um, he likes obviously the position, <laughs> and um, so it was my fault that he played for one and a half years, pretty much, yeah, on the position six. Sorry for that, um, but we needed him there. So um, and that was um, that was a really good performance. And not only that, the second goal was brilliant. But uh, I think he had the cross for Sadio's goal as well. So if it was an inch offside, it was still a brilliant cross. Brilliant play. So I, I like that. A lot of good performances tonight. It was really mature again um, against a difficult side, we have to say, because they were always ready and, um, and, and, and for the jump and were always ready for the counter-attack. Made it quite uncomfortable. But now uh, we play the first game. We know more about each other. And um, oh, we go there and play again. David, who's got the microphone, and catch my attention. Anyone else who'd like? Jurgen, obviously, Naby Keita got the the opening goal today, but was that his most complete performance at Liverpool so far in terms of everything he did? Yeah, I think Naby was a couple of times a bit unlucky with the first one or two situations, and had to find. Yeah, back in the game, if you want, today it was from the start, um, it was immediately there. So I, I, we hoped all that will be like this because um, the last game got better and better and better minute by minute. So we wanted to build on that. Um, no, it looked really, really good tonight. Um, all of them was really hardworking and good football playing, a lot of good passes. Not only the goal, the goal was brilliant, I loved it, it was deflected, yes, but the situation, how we how we did it, that was the half space we wanted to use um, and um, boys did that really well and so uh, it was a really good good performance. Okay, good. Pass the microphone over to the uh, to the left of Chris, I believe. Oh, no? okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, you used the word again, you've used it a lot this year, maturity, and I just sent that second half again. Just the mic makes it not louder for yeah, me, sorry. sorry. No, you have to speak up, Chris. It's only for the, for the people outside, you have yeah. to speak still a bit yeah. louder for me. Okay, I'll just, just say, you used the word already, but use it a lot this season, maturity, and I just felt that second half was again another example of how this, particularly in this competition. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So um, how it is? It's all good. We have to defend a few balls too much in in the last line. <laughs> they did it really well. They did it really well. But you saw it. It was really difficult. It was a physical strong striker. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, um, and I heard um, outside that he was a little bit ill. Yeah? Uh, uh, so if he's not ill, then it will be um, a tough one at Porto again. Yeah, that's how it is. But we did really, absolutely. Um, it's like that, finding the 100% mixture for controlling the game and being then constantly a threat if you want. That's the thing. We were close to that today, tonight. We had not we had not that many chances as we wish, probably in the second half, but it was still it was not, how I said, controlling happens in different ways. Um, in the best way with the ball, we did that when we lost it. It was a bit. We had to do a lot of work to get it back, yeah? because if you win it then in the last line, so that's um, not too cool. But a fantastic counter pressing situation, the protection was brilliant. Second half we had that how we did it with the with their formation with one striker or then one and a half strikers, and we did that really well. It was against Southampton in the first half a bit our problem tonight. We we, we did that really well, so I, I liked I liked a lot of parts of the game. So. All good. 2-0 is really, really, really good result. I would have bought it before the game and I take it now. That's good. I'm trying to pass the microphone back, gentlemen. Uh, two rows behind you, Chris. If someone could help. That would be great. Fantastic. Gentlemen there, I think one of our visitors. Yeah. Klopp, here. Yeah. You got an assault from Portugal, 0-0. Um, Porto uh, defended with five players. Uh, Corona got back a lot. Maxi played uh, a lot in the middle. Uh, were you surprised by that? And uh, what countermeasures did you tell your players to do? No, actually, we didn't. We, we didn't know before the game how could we that they do it like this, Maxi and Corona together on that side. I'm not sure if they played it before. We didn't see it before, but it's not. It's not a massive problem. We played a lot of time times now against um, teams defended five. I don't say it was doesn't make a massive difference, but. Five in the back and four in midfield. Somewhere are still spaces, so you're in, in behind for sure. And we, we caused them the most problems, I thought, with our balls in behind. Um, even then, when we couldn't reach the first ball for the second ball, we had a really good formation. So that was for us important. Was like open the game a bit for us. But um, oh yeah, of course that formation surprised us, but um, didn't really. We, we can. How can you react immediately in the game? We said the boys. Yeah, we saw it immediately. Oh, they defend with five, but um, it's not difficult to to transport to transform the, the message or deliver the message on the pitch. They, by the way, they defend with five. They saw it, eh? so um, we, we we used that on that side, um, not in the same way like we used it on the other side. Because um, now Milly played today for, for since a long, long time. Again, the, the the left back did the job, fantastic. But it's then of course a bit different. We used him a bit more in protective situations. On the other hand side, on the other side, we were really um, on fire. I like that a lot. But how is that? Just a good game, all all good. Okay, we've got the last two questions. Just because it's easy to get the mic to go, so we can bring it to the gentleman with the yellow microphone down here, and then we'll go over to the uh, other side of the room for our final question. Hello, last two questions. Ricardo uh, Campas, live from uh, Bola TV in Portugal. When you when you saw your team winning two 0 uh, 24 minutes of playing, do do you thought that you could get the same result that you got last year, like no. five 0 I don't think like this. It was clear that they, that um, I say it was last last year we had the, we had counter situation, we had really good situations eh? for the three 0 for example. We had fantastic counter attacks when when they, when they won, won the last situation, one twos um, <coughs> over the whole pitch. That was really good. But in Porto we we finished these situations off tonight not. But we are good in counter attacks. We know that, and we will now see. It's just it's it, these two legs are like a normal game. First half played, and now we have a bit longer than 15 minutes to to, re to, to prepare for the next. 
half time, but um, there's still a lot to do. We know that, and the atmosphere will um, Porto will uh, will be a really a tough one for us. But um, this is a result we wanted before the game. Now we have it, and now we have to work with it. That's all. Okay, final question, gentlemen with the microphone. This is the last one. All right, you changed the middle and Arnold in the second half. So is it because of uh, Sorry, do you mind speaking up? Because I don't, unless you can turn the microphone up at the back, because it's a bit muted at the at the front. If you could speak a bit we louder, because the, the microphone is for the. You changed Milo and Arnold in the second half. Is <laughs> it? Because no, we didn't. That was after a corner. They uh, were they they one came back on the left side, one on the right side. We didn't change it. They came back then. Took a while because um, um, Porter had the ball, um, but no, we didn't change that. That was just all of a sudden happened, and then but then they found their. The, the way back. All good. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. So you've heard from Jurgen Klopp and James Pearce and now it's time to hear what the fans had to say. Starting with supporters who left messages on our Blood Red Podcast Facebook page. Robin Nicholson said, It could have been better, could have been worse. We got what we needed. In many ways, how most of our season has gone. Unless we really underperform and Porto overperform, I can't see us losing this one. Dan Ketteringham said, Good results, clean sheet, what a team we are. Bring on Chelsea, Anfield is waiting, up the Redmen. Jeremy McMahon said, Good results, no away goals conceded. Cater slowly but surely getting there. Could have a big say in the rest of the season. Team full of confidence with another cup final on Sunday. Johnny Wilmont said, Let's be positive about this. At this stage of the season, a 2-0 win at home in the first leg of the Champions League quarterfinal is a great result. Henderson was brilliant, far better suited in a more forward role. Let's get the job done in Porto and bring on Chelsea on Sunday. Andy Odger said, Good night for the Reds. Spurs wins or pressure on City to get a result in the second leg. On to Chelsea on Sunday now. Lovren back in two, so options are looking better for the final games of the season. David Gravestock said, Would have taken that. Pleased that Naby scored again and Hendo, wow, some of his passing was mouth-watering. My captain, my hero. Elizabeth Roning said simply, best in the world. Sara Downey, Ruiz Velasco said, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I've always preferred the home leg first. Gives you control of the away goals, especially going in with a clean sheet. Hendo and Cater were brilliant, and while we couldn't have got more, while we could have got more goals, a clean sheet is like an additional goal. I love this team. I do wish Shaq had gotten some game time though. Mohamed Ayobi said, I've been saying all along that Cater needed was all Cater needed was a run of game. He showed great promise early on and then was just unlucky with a number of disruptions. Glenn A. Dunn said, Half time, it will be difficult over there at times, especially early on, but I'd fancy us to score and go through. Come on, you red men. Hendo Fabino and Cater were great, but we lost shape in the second half. Seamus Argus Pedar said, Wasn't the walkover it looked like it was going to be, but another great result on another famous night at Anfield. Only downside to the night was Kane getting injured in the other game. Ben Wood said, good results, can't see us not scoring over there and can't see them getting four. Gareth Jones said, great results. BT Sport are desperate to try and imply it was a disappointing we didn't score ten, but Klopp was having none of it. VAR is killing the game. Second goal was magnificent. Genium for Cater against Chelsea to solidify the midfield. Robbo back to Mark Hazard, better than Moreno and we should be confident. And Andy Pym said, is there something like a disappointing win in the Champions League quarter final first leg yes Hendo was absolutely on fire tonight Cater scored again and was as dynamic as he always is I love the speed at which he turns when he receives the ball with his back to goal Milner is not a left back Mo needs to relax we remain unbeaten in two legged ties since Jurgen Klopp got involved stop slating Hendo encourage him up the Reds 
Right, I'll now hand you over to the four post-game regulars who have called in after the match to give their verdicts. And that's Simon Donnelly, Sam Planch, Alex Watt and Mark Baker. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. Just got back to my car after a cold, brisk walk across Stanley Park and the cemetery. Good performance tonight. I think we've probably done enough to secure the tie, get ourselves through to the semi-final. The first half was very promising. I thought it was going to lead to a bit of an annihilation of Porto. We got the two-goal lead that we needed. Second half, maybe a little bit of a non-event. Didn't quite live up to the expectations that we garnered from the first half, but surely we've done enough to get through the tie. The away leg of Porto, they've got to come out and try and get some goals, which will create spaces, I'm sure, behind them. And those spaces are spaces that are front three, are just in, just that is what they want to do. That is what they do. They are in a position to exploit such spaces. Roll on the bread and butter of Sunday. Roll on the Premier League. We've got our, possibly our toughest game left, which is Chelsea at our place. Eden Hazard, amazing player, is on form. Um, great goal he scored against West Ham this week. But we, you know, it's the most important game is always the next one. And I would go so far as to say if we beat Chelsea on Sunday... I would go so far as to say, possibly back in the in the pole position to win this championship again, win this Premier League again, because Man City have got to go away to United, and United are fighting tooth and nail to get fourth place. So they will try their dabblers to make sure they beat City. And I believe if we get a result, a winning result against Chelsea on Sunday, for me. I'll start to believe that we're really going to win this thing. So great performance tonight. Another good performance by Keita. Long may that continue. Roll on Sunday. Come on, you Reds. Okay, so it's Porto on Anfield, Champions League. It makes a bit of a change from the league scenario where everything's been so tense. Um, Every game seems to be tense. and It's that harsh these days that you've got to win every single one. Tonight was no different in that respect, and that we we still had to win it, but or we needed to win it, uh, and we did. Um, I thought it was a great start um, with the goal, but we actually started the game um, on the back foot, if you like. It was a good bit against the run of play, in in the sense of we seemed a bit sloppy at the start there, Liverpool, and then Kaita got um, had a shot deflection goal, great great start. Um, Firmino made it too. Which was a lovely move to be honest, because I just remember in the ground, Henderson got the ball, and the, the whole ground was shouting shoot. And to be fair to him, he played the cracking little ball to the byline, and Trent on a great cross, and Firmino tapped it in, and it was a good goal. Um, I think though Trent has done um, a few good things in the game. I think he, he does need a bit of a rest. To be fair to the kid, he's a cracking kid, great great player, great prospect. Um, but he probably could do with a little bit of a rest, but we're not going to be able to, let's face it, because we've just got no one anywhere near his calibre to come in, so, you know, we're going to have to crack on, and I think that was seen with Robbo, I thought we really missed him tonight, Milner has his best in every position, but he didn't, he, he looked, he looked like he was a makeshift left back tonight, even though he, he, he you know, he was trying his best, and you know what you're going to get from Milner, every game, we just didn't have that outlet with Robbo, so, Everything was sort of going down the right, and 
uh, going to Salah's side, which is not a bad not a bad thing sometimes. But Liverpool have been variating the play and switching the play quite a lot, which has been a good aspect of our game that we didn't seem to be able to do as much tonight. In terms of the midfield, I thought Henderson had a good game for Beanie and Keita, really. Keita probably had his best all-round game for the club. You could say that he's had good creative games against the likes of uh, West Ham early doors at Anfield and that, but I thought he worked very hard tonight. I thought he won a lot of challenges. I thought he was unlucky with a couple of free balls and obviously he had that, um, that goal. There's definitely something in the locker I've said that from the start. Um, I did think he'd have to work harder, he'd have to be more confident and he'd, that would have to show. Maybe it is starting to, I'm probably going to see the best of him next season. It is disappointing because the amount of money we paid and, and all that that we've had to wait so long, but sometimes this happens with players, you know, and not all the time, some hit the ground running. So I, I certainly think there's a player in there with Keita. I think, I think he's something a little bit different. I think he can play one-twos, he's, he's got close control and dribbling. Um, and he just offers that other dimension that's not in that midfield, but he is going to have to work as hard as he has tonight every game because I think we've seen in the Southampton game that sometimes his positional or his work, and if he just switched off for a little minute, you know, I think that's where Milner and Henderson um, made a difference when they came on in that particular game. Listen, the pool weren't at the best tonight, but um, I think this is a trend from this season, is that we are able to manage games and, and get results when we're not at our best, which is great. And I think we give the ball away quite a lot today. But Porto are on a bad side and you're not going to get any bad sides in the Champions League. We've got to be absolutely over the moon with the results today. Absolutely over the moon with it. 2-0 is a great, a great result. At times they had some half chances. We could have conceded one, we never. 2-0 um, is better than a 3-1 in, in that respect. So I think we can go over there and, and at least score a goal. So, you know... It, we should be in a very strong position here, which is the main thing. And then you can just go on to on to the next game. Um, and it's a big one against Chelsea and Anfield on Sunday. And, you know, every game now is so pressurised and stuff. And City, they've lost tonight and admittedly it's in the Champions League. But that might just put a, hopefully we'll put a seed of doubt in the minds, you know. They might react and it might go the other way. But it might they, hopefully it'll just put a little seed of doubt in the minds, you know, that, that, that they're not. They're not going to win every game, you know. Um, but we we can only hope. I mean, my only fear for Sunday is Hazard, obviously, uh, seems to be on a better form. But got a lot else to fear about Chelsea. Um, they've got a couple of good players, like, and I think Rudiger's good at the back for them. Um, Hazard's obviously good in midfield. They've got, they've got other good players. I have always liked Willian, even though he hasn't really done it under Sarri. But listen, we can, we can turn them over, like... Um, I think people are having the back of their minds that what happened with Chelsea was the 2014 with Rodgers. But, you know, this is a different game, different era, different managers, different different everything, really. We've just got to take each each game as it comes. And, it, you know, it's so exciting that, you know, the fact of um, we could win the two biggies. Oh, we could win nothing again. But, you know what, we're out in the mix for the, for the both of them. So, I think overall, we've got to be delighted with the result. Um, not the best performance, but... You know, does it have to be? There's been some weeks last season where we've we've played brilliantly and, and, and drawn the game, you know. So you've got to do this if you're going to win cups and leagues. Let's hope it's uh, it's the start of that happening. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast, and job done for the first leg, two nil. Do for me, 
and some really good performances out there tonight as well. Uh, it's been a, a bad week for Nabi Keita haters. Um, I hoped he'd come in for this game because I had a feeling he'd tear it up against Porto. And yeah, he got on the score sheet again within like six minutes. That's two goals in two games. And he's he's looking great at the moment. Bad week for Hendo haters too. Him and Keita just were great in the midfield today. I think having Fabinho sat behind them gives him that freedom to play you know and it's it's great to watch and Henderson looks so good at the moment slightly higher up the pitch I thought he was a man of the match on Friday when he came on versus Southampton and he was affecting the game massively tonight you know his through ball for Firmino's goal was gorgeous uh, Firmino by the way was having one of his best games you know in terms of being a constant nuisance all over the pitch when he's which he does when he's at his absolute best. Um, Milner, too, put in a great shift at left back and put in a great ball for that opening goal, too. I mean, biggest compliment, really, is that we didn't really miss Robertson tonight, who's obviously suspended because Milner played so well there. Um, there are a couple of dodgy moments, you know. Uh, Allison with a pivotal save when Morega was through to prevent them getting the away goal. And... That's exactly why we brought a keeper like Allison in for those big moments. You know, they had a potential penalty shout as well and stuff like that. Salah might have got away with one <laughs> with a late challenge as well. But overall, it was a fairly comfortable game for us, I thought. You know, whenever we went forward, we looked like we could score, which is a nice feeling <laughs> after some of the stressful watches in the Premier League in the last few weeks. Um you know, Porto had their chances and we didn't just have it all our own way. You know, they didn't just roll over as I think some pundits harshly, I think, thought they would. You know, this is a team who are in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. They wouldn't be there if they weren't a good team. You know, they're battling for a league title domestically too, you know. But that said, I thought we look so comfortable. We look so comfortable at home in Europe now and it's a really great feeling to be dominant in that way at Anfield again and to feel like we're one of the elite in Europe again there was no kind of panic that they were you know gonna get back in the tie or anything like that it was just just felt very comfortable and 2-0 would do nicely I think you know it's a nice lead to take into the second leg they didn't get the away goal so that's two boxes tick that you want from a first leg of a Champions League tie you know Tie isn't over by any means. We've got to go to Portugal and do the job there. And I don't think we'll be scoring five (laughs) against this Porto team away from home this season like we did last year. So it won't be easy, but you'd expect this Liverpool team with the form they're in at the moment to score there and see it out to reach the semi-finals and play Barcelona, let's face it. Um, uh, As for the league, we've obviously got Chelsea next, so worrying about that one because I am really hoping that Ed Nazard does not show up like he did last night um, and we know how much Chelsea loves screwing up our seasons and our title challenge challenges so I hope that we can overcome that this time and you know we should run through them on the former in this season but it never seems to play out that way against Chelsea does it but yeah all positive going into that game and yeah keep the faith we can beat Chelsea up the Reds. Cheers. Mark Baker commenting on Liverpool and Porto in the Champions League at Anfield. Liverpool managed to get the job done with a 2-0 win, which puts them in a, an advantageous position going into the second leg. However, I felt at times 
it was a real mismatch of a performance in which Liverpool would often look comfortable in spells in the game and look like they had the game fully under control. And then all of a sudden, the opposition were able to play through them or around the sides of the centre-half and full-back and create opportunities to provide an element of doubt to Liverpool's play. And it became a bit untidy in that sense. There was a bit of anxiety that crept in and it was similar to what I've witnessed from Liverpool over the last couple of weeks. And I felt that at times they've been... And you couldn't you couldn't accuse them of this at any point this season, but I feel at times they've been a bit loose and easy to play against and being able to... Teams have been able to play through that midfield section of the pitch, especially in the inside, Liverpool's right-hand side, inside-right position, or behind full-back and centre-half. And that has to be a concern. And I feel if the opposition in previous games had had better players um, find themselves in the, the higher areas of the pitch in Liverpool's defensive phase, I feel Liverpool could have been punished and the outcome of the games could have been reversed as it, as it happened. Liverpool's quality in the final third with their players uh, in decisive moments and in individual moments within games have meant that, that Liverpool came away with results. But the concern has to be that Liverpool are playing Chelsea um, on Sunday. And I've mentioned before um, on the podcast, I believe in terms of natural talent, Aidan Hazard is only second to Lionel Messi in world football and has been a, for a considerable amount of time now. And he is the kind of player playing on the left-hand side and Liverpool's right-hand side, the position of of weakness, that inside-right position at the moment, where you have to you have to make allowances for them. You have to try and have a game plan to stop the threat at source, stop the ball trans- being transferred into him, blocking the passing lanes into him, stop him being one-on-one at any time. And it's a difficult job because he's a world-class player and he's one of the players, and there's only a few of them in world football, who... If he's having a day that's such perfect, you might as well get on your hands and knees and pray because you're at his mercy, really. And it's so important that Liverpool's game plan and the distances between the players in that defensive and midfield unit is so tight and so compact that it doesn't allow him that opportunity because he can decide the outcome of the game on his own, really. And I think what Liverpool need to do is, I mean, I've always been of the belief that I can't really see Manchester City dropping points in the running However, I feel Liverpool need to get maximum points because if there is going to be a slip, there's only going to be one. And I think this is a massive game coming up on Sunday against Chelsea and I just look at the way Liverpool are playing at the moment in terms of without the ball. And I think that there does has to be a concern um, in the way teams are able to transfer the ball into Liverpool's final third at times too easily. Now, with that player... In Hazard being the biggest threat um, to Liverpool obtaining three points from the fixture, a fixture which would go a long way in potentially deciding if Liverpool have a, have a say in this title race. So, looking at it, Liverpool's midfield combination, I think Fabinho looks like he's going to play as the six. Now, Henderson, for me, has to play off that right-hand side covering the support of Trent Alexander-Arnold and then the other player I would imagine would be Wijnaldum to tighten up that, that midfield three and then I think there's a decision to make about the centre-half position and when I say there's a decision to make I don't I was surprised Lovren played today 
I believe that Matip's done really well um, coming in as Van Dijk's partner. But I think it was evidence early in the season that Joe Gomez is a level above both players. And I think the the trouble is for Liverpool is with the likes of Joe Gomez, he's been out for a long time and every game so so important and so valuable to Liverpool that can they afford to have a player who's been without so much football for a long period of time and risk him in such high-profile games, crucial games, such as the quality of the player and the impact he could have in tightening that area of the pitch, that you'd have to believe it's got to be a massive consideration. But you can understand why he may not go with it, because there's no margin for error. I think it has to be a consideration. I don't see him doing it against Chelsea. I think the game will come too soon for Joe Gomez. But I think Liverpool's ability to win games or tighten up um, the defensive third in crucial games going forward, both in the Champions League and the, the Premier League, could hinge on his ability to be fit. Because ultimately, when it gets through to the, 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 the decisive moments in the title race, there is a weakness in that right centre-half position. Good players not great players and Joe Gomez showed the potential to be a great player early in the season with him in the side could it be that Liverpool give themselves a better chance during the running and can he afford to take that risk you've been listening to the blood red podcast from the Liverpool Echo